Good morning. I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchable News. It's Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest in the Senate. Number two, what Speaker Mike Johnson's dealing with. And number three, why replacing George Santos might not signal a broader trend. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The Senate uh, is open for business here on this early Tuesday morning as they try to uh, dispense with this larger uh, Senate package focused on foreign aid. And there's a war brewing with former President Donald Trump's Republican Party playing out in real time on Capitol Hill. Uh, others might be sleeping, but we aren't. No, unfortunately, we're not. Um, but we. So here's where we are. It is uh, 4:51 in the morning right now, and um, the Senate is expected to start voting on the uh, Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan aid package around 5:15. So that's 25 minutes from now. By the time most normal people are listening to this podcast, it, the Senate will have passed. Um, will have passed this supplemental spending bill and headed into a nearly two-week-long recess. Um, and they were supposed to be on recess already, but they are not leaving until they get this thing through. Now, the big the big issue right now is that uh, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, is opposed to this bill, which is something we've been we've been previewing now for some time. Um, that House Republicans are not going to take this bill up. They're just not. They, they, this is a, um, this is it passing the Senate. It will pass the Senate with, with roughly, with less than half of the Senate Republican conference. Um, and the House is not going to take this up as is. It's not going to go to the floor, uh, in its current form in the House of Representatives. I could just tell you that right now. Um, the, uh, Johnson said last night, that the in the absence of having received any single border policy change from the Senate, the House will con- have to continue to work its own will on these important matters. America deserves better than the Senate status quo. Now, the, the there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, the House isn't going to work its will in, in a traditional sense, Anna, because working its will would mean putting this on the floor, allowing for amendments, and getting it through. That's not what Johnson's going to do. Working its will is not, he's using the wrong phrase in my estimation. What he wants to do is he wants to find something that that House Republicans could rally around, something, by the way, that probably won't pass the Senate, and and do it that way. Now, he has a lot of options. We went over this yesterday morning. He could split up the bill. He could try to attach H.R. 2 to it, etc. This is a... um, a very, very, very high wire situation for for Mike Johnson, who, by the way, says he is in favor, generally speaking, of Ukraine aid and certainly in favor of Israel aid. But um, quite the quite the situation here for Mike Johnson. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the interesting thing here to to think about is uh, it's it's not surprising the Senate and House are in very different places, right? Like, I mean, yep. th- there's just. The reality of what we are dealing with right now when it comes to legislating and when it comes to the party, you know, they're basically not even speaking the same language on a lot of different issues. Um, but what I think is interesting and I, and I think we, we talk about here is Johnson, you know, is a very new speaker. 
He has been plagued with kind of indecision paralysis in a lot of different ways. It is not helping him. And I, I, I think the important thing to think about is everyone's looking to him. Everyone is looking to him to figure out, okay, the Senate finally moved. Um, it was ugly. It wasn't great. It could have been easier, but they have done their job. And now the question is going to be, what does he want? How does he choose to move forward? And if he doesn't, there's going to be action, right? There's going to likely be a discharge petition, which is the absolute opposite of what Mike Johnson wants. Yeah, I will say this, though. A discharge petition is going to be really difficult. Um, and I'll tell you why. Well, it's one. never easy, but it's certainly, it's more chaos. It's more. It's definitely you more know, chaos, it's, yes. it's not leadership by a House Republican leadership team. Yes, it is more chaos. But I, I think, H I think, sorry, I think a discharge petition is not going to get through. So here's why. I think, and I, I, I we wrote about this a little bit yesterday, but they're going to, so the, they have 200, the House Democratic Caucus has 213 members. Um, sorry, 212 members. They're going to lose, let's say, 15 of them um, on uh, on a discharge petition when it comes to because of the Israel funding and, and whatever. So that means they're at, let's call it 195, just for argument's sake. That means they still they need to get you know, 23 House Republicans to get to um, to get to this, get a bill like this to the floor. I don't know that they'll be able to get that. Now, maybe because Johnson is so weak in the sense that he's not McCarthy. McCarthy was able to hold people against a discharge petition. Um, maybe that helps the discharge petition effort. I, I just think it's going to be more difficult than people think. I, I just, I don't know. I, and, but by the way, the the way for Johnson to head this off is having a plan, articulating it, articulating your plan, sticking to one plan and proceeding on that path, not taking a position or or just kind of flailing around for a couple days, but saying here is what we're going to do and here is why you shouldn't sign a discharge petition because I am proceeding on this specific path in this specific timeline, and that's what we're doing. Because there are people, whether whether Mike Johnson is for Ukraine aid, which he says he is, or not, there are people in the House Republican Conference who would, many people, who would vote for this Senate bill. So if the, the way for Johnson to head it off is for him to articulate a plan and proceed on that path. That's the way to do it. I, you know, and whether he could, he has not proven that he could do something like that yet. So whether he could do that or not, that that will be dispositive. That will be telling about whether he could head off a discharge, discharge petition. Well, that leads us very nicely into the number two item of the morning. What the House is dealing with. We have discussed quite a bit what's happening when it comes to foreign aid. But that's not all on Speaker Mike Johnson's plate. We've got the Mayorkas impeachment salt. Uh, and a slew of other things making it a doozy of a week. Uh, let's let's hit them all here. I think we can move move on beyond the foreign aid bill, but let's go to Mayorkas's impeachment. One of the biggest belly flops we write this morning of this Congress, Speaker Mike Johnson's failed attempt to pass a resolution impeaching DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas last week. 
Uh, incredibly, that vote failed. And now the question's going to be with House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, are they going to bring it back up? Yeah, so here's the, let's let's go through all these really quickly. Mayorkas, yes, they're going to bring it back up tonight. Scalise, theoretically, is going to be back. He's going to vote for it. Um, they don't have a, um, a uh, uh, they, they have to keep all their other votes, too. So they, and this will all depend on on attendance, et cetera. Uh, I guess it's going to snow today. I mean, I don't. It seems I. It doesn't seem like it's snowing now, but it looks like everything. It looks like it's snow. It's going to snow. So that's that. Israel. The House Republican leadership has no plans to bring up an Israel bill after it failed last week. They said they were going to bring it up under a rule. They no longer think they have the ability to do that. So that's that. Salt rule on salt is going to fail. Um. Uh. And uh. That's the, that's uh. For the New York Republicans who want to change the salt limits, the state and local tax deduction limits, um, that's that. Going to fail on the floor. They'll move on from that. Not they'll, that surprising. They'll continue. Let's be to, honest. They they talk a big game, but man, they it never really works. For them. Well, they'll continue to get walked all over because that's what they do. Um, FISA. There's a new FISA bill that House Republicans have. Um, they have and they they say they have they have set aside time at the Rules Committee. Color me very skeptical with this crew, to be honest with you. I don't think they get it through this week. It's Tuesday. They're in until Friday. I just think that um, given everything else, there's it's going to be difficult for them to get a FISA bill, but I guess we shall see. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. New York 3, George Santos's seat. Our very own Max Cohn was up there reporting on it. And this morning he's asking the question, are we reading too much into this race? For the past two months, there has been a bunch of ink spilled and millions of dollars spent trying to win the battleground Long Island seat that will determine how much leeway Speaker Mike Johnson has this year. Uh, but I think he reports and as, as we have certainly seen, these special elections over history often are a microcosm, certainly of a larger political trend, but are very different than what you will see in a presidential election. Yeah, the the um, this is a these are just difficult. It's always difficult to, to take a lot from a special election. Think of it this way. This was a Republican seat. That's uh, George Santos was a Republican. So if Republicans hold it, they hold the seat from where they were. Uh, it, it traditionally is a Democratic seat. Tom Swasey had it before. Um, there's a lot of dynamics that Max lays out. I'm skeptical that it will be a harbinger for, for the for the election, uh, a true harbinger for the election. There are reasons why it won't be, but it's going to get a lot of ink and we'll know by tomorrow morning whether Tom Swasey is coming back to the House of Representatives. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. As always, if you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends, your family. Put it out there on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. As always, you can go deeper on these issues and more with a free morning newsletter Monday through Friday. All it takes is an email. Go to punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody. 